break. Now. Now. No country will be safe from the COVID-19 until all countries are protected. So even if you like, if countries like, they can buy up all the vaccines. If other countries do not have vaccines, that country is still isn't protected. This means that there should be equitable distribution of vaccines all around the world. Well, yesterday we started a conversation on vaccines. Some people are going, are willing to take it. Some others have concerns and, uh, well, we'll find out on the show this morning. Welcome to the show, Certified. Camille is my name. And I'm Cassie, the Radio Tiva. I'm still talking about yesterday. Yesterday we had a conversation on understanding the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, what are your concerns? And we're looking at our preparedness for the vaccine today. Well, share with us and we will know. And we'll be having this conversation with the WHO Emo State Coordinator, Dr. Sebastian Oko. Hi, good, good morning. morning, Dr. Hello, good morning, Cassie and Camille. That's oh. a C-square. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so share with us via our social media platforms what your concerns are. Because it's a good thing we have um, Dr. Sebastian Oku on the show. He might just help you, you know, bring down the fears that you have already. On Facebook, it's at Darling FM 1073. On Twitter, the same handle, Darling FM 1073. And if you're watching us live on YouTube... Oh, if you're looking to watch us on YouTube, it's at Darling TV. Share your comments with us and uh, we'll respond to them. In the whole of my life, there was this boy that I knew. He made me feel like a woman. We were young and silly fools. Anyway, he was in the band. Full of songs about me. I wasn't crazy about the words. But the melodies were sweet. I was like... Every time we go dancing, I see his training eyes. We even do many gems, they push my kids so many times. Anyway, he's got us in the front of me, oh, But I stopped in my tracks when I heard this melody.
program. Darling Clinic is live on 107.3 Darling FM. We have Dr. Sebastian Oku with us on the show this morning. You know, just um, recently the WHO approved uh, the use of Oxford AstraZeneca for emergency use in Africa. And here in Nigeria, the NAFDAQ, you know, NAFDAQ checked and said, okay, we've approved it for use. So we'd like to start, you know, by finding out from Dr. Oku, since he's the state coordinator of WHO, what he already knows about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Thank you very much, Camille. Um, there are many um, candidate vaccines that have been um, pre-qualified by the, by the WHO. And um, if WHO has made a recommendation for Africa, I think it's a recommendation that made in good purpose. It's a recommendation that was made based on our environment. It's a, a recommendation that was made also based on the fact that the vaccine will be effective in Africa. And let me also say that um, the role of WHO in the uh, vaccine rollout for the pandemic um, is to facilitate and ensure that um, the COVAX facility, I'll explain what that means in a minute, works very well for Africa. And the COVAX facility is an arrangement between um, the rich nations who have all the well with all for the, for the um, vaccine um, research and then um, production um, and um, the, the donors from across the world and also African governments to ensure that there is equity in the rollout of the COVID-19 um, vaccines. That is to say that the vaccine should not just be reserved for the rich nations because the poor nations also have even a higher proportion of the world population and so they shouldn't be neglected or put in the in the, in, the, in the way of harm and possible death from COVID-19 because it's a pandemic it has affected every country of the world and what we are saying is that when the vaccines begin to be released like they are now that as the rich nations are getting the poor nations should also get so that recommendation of a particular brand of the vaccine by the WHO is based on that COVAX um, facility and arrangement. And um, it is a vaccine that was that is recommended because it will it will be effective in, in, in Africa, it will do its job in Africa, it will protect Africans from COVID nineteen. Okay. All right, uh, any idea of the number that will be receiving? For Nigeria of Africa? For Nigeria, for Nigeria, for Nigeria the country. Well, uh, well I, 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 I wouldn't know. Uh, it's, it's, that's a decision that actually um, lies with the government of Nigeria because there are a lot of factors involved. But you read in the papers, you, you hear in the news about a certain quantity of vaccines um, that they're expecting as the initial tranche of the, of the vaccines. 
But you can see that even the presidential task force on COVID-19 at the national level has rolled out a, a timetable that ensures or that will ensure that by the end of 2022, that 70% of Nigerians have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Now, that decision, I want to say, is also not cast in stone, it's dynamic. It depends, again, on what's happening. That decision was made based on the projected availability of the vaccine. So what if we begin to get more candidate vaccines approved and then there's more supply worldwide? Then that means that instead of, say, for instance, in a month, we are going to immunize 100 people. We can now say the vaccine side, then we can now immunize 500 people. So we might reach that 70% even before the end of 2022. Okay, so there are chances that uh, would uh, get more candidate vaccines. Well, certainly, you know, certainly the, research, the research is ongoing, you know, um, in a lot of places. And like I said, um, more candidate vaccines will be pre-qualified. And so when that happens and there is more more production of the, of, of the vaccines, that means more availability. And then that means more people can be united very, very quickly, you know, more quickly, if I do. Okay. So uh, I, I want to look at the, the situation, the condition of our weather in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are so concerned, you know, when it comes to the storage situation of mm-hmm. these vaccines, when they come into the country, how prepared, how is the storage situation like? Okay, thank you very much. Now, part of the COVID, uh, part of the COVAX strategy, COVAX um, facility, is to ensure that African countries provide and make available the necessary coaching equipment that we call them those things for storing the vaccine and of course GAVI which is the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations of which our sister happens to be the managing director is there supporting the country to ensure that Nigeria gets the necessary coaching equipment to keep this vaccine in such a good and potent condition until it gets to the individual so we we have no, no doubt in that aspect that when the vaccines come, that the cold chain, the storage conditions recommended for the vaccine will be maintained from the manufacturer until it gets into that individual at the local level. Mm-hmm. So Nigeria is fully prepared when it comes to the cold chain storage and facilities. All right. We're going to look at some of the things that we need to put in place, especially for us here in Imo State. It's our major concern. You know, also as individuals, the things that we need to put in place to ensure a successful rollout of, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine. Stay with us. This is Darling Clinic. Continue shortly. 107.3 Darling FM. The People's Radio. 107.3 Darling FM. The People's Radio. Ne, <laughs> 
this one no can the Salvation Army. Orogwe. Over the West Local Government Area of Humo State. Keep a roku no no. Ona karekwentia. 0913-772-0001. Mwabigana website and www.redeemgas.com.ng. Matetan. Na yungwe Redeem Gas Plant neighborhood. Niru Relief Market owere. Yana wore a North Pocket Layout. Irete. Ebo Ada Junction. Onisa Road owere. Redeem Mega Gas Plant. Hmm. Eti mesi ebri loko. Say you're planning a trip to Dubai, a romantic getaway, business, family vacation, leisure. Let me give you four reasons to fly with us at Airpeace. Airpeace flies to Dubai via Sharjah International Airport. And guess what? You get to Dubai City Center in 15 minutes. How? Airpeace will get you there in style and class. I mean, talk about limos and cozy saloon cars with no extra cost to you. Let's not forget you spend a much shorter time going through immigration and baggage claim at Sharjah International Airport. You basically get to the city center faster than if you landed in DXP. When you fly Airpeace, you enjoy a much lower airfare like none other in our luxurious Boeing 777 with our hospitable cabin crew. Now tell me again why you wouldn't fly Airpeace. What are you waiting for? Oh yeah, visit www.flyairpeace.com or download our mobile app and allow us to give you the Dubai experience starting with us. Some energy drink the promise power, but they be like this. When what you really need now? New Predator Energy Drink. Rule your kingdom. Now only 200 naira. In accordance with the Nigeria Communications Commission, NCC's mandate to link every phone number to the user's national identification number, NIN, Nine Mobile as your network of choice is making the exercise nice and easy. Simply dial star 996 hash, verify and link your NIN. Better still, you can visit www.9mobile.com.ng slash NIN to do the same. Remember, the stitching time saves all the nine mobile benefits you've always enjoyed. So hurry now. Baby and infant tasty liquid that contains 20 bionutrients, including omega 3, choline, and inositol for brain development, memory, and learning ability. It also contains vitamin A, vitamin D3, vitamin E, calcium, iodine, and amino acids. Healthy Kids improves immunity and strong bones. Healthy Kid is NAFDAQ approved and marketed by United African Laboratory and is available at all pharmacies near you. For further inquiries, call 0. 7.3 Darling FM and we are in the studio with Dr. Oko talking about COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Cassie, the Radio Diva. Certified Camille is my name. We have DJ Extreme on deck this morning and we also have DJ Paul in the studio making sure that we are streaming live on our various social media platforms. So you can get on those platforms and uh, you know, watch what's going on in the studio and share your, your reaction and your comments with us. I see that uh, you're already reacting on our <laughs> on our video. We are going to take your concerns. Yeah, this is a very valid concern from SMW. We're going to <laughs> we're going to take that on on the show shortly. But let's 
you know, I said earlier we were going to find out, you know, some of the things that we need to put in place, you know, to ensure a successful rollout here in Imo State. Dr. Seb. Thank you very much. Um, some of those things that we need to put in place are already there. Um, the state has a state code store that is strategically located right next to the government house. So what that ensures is that there is constant power supply to the state coal store. So all the coaching equipment in the state coal store are functional because they are regularly maintained. And whenever there is there's a breakdown, the government has always um, risen to the challenge to ensure that the coaching equipment are put back in shape. And not only that, we have personnel who attend to the coaster to ensure that everything goes on well. And those personnel include government and partners, partners like UNICEF, partners like WHO. So we work at the, at the coaster every day to ensure that everything that we need is there and is available and is working perfectly. Um, the other thing that we need to do, which, by the way, we are doing by way of preparation, is to communicate with the, with the people, to communicate with the, with the community. This radio program, for instance, is one huge step in communicating with the communities to raise awareness that there is a vaccine available for COVID-19 and that we're expecting it in Nigeria. And when it comes, that people who qualify for the initial doses should make themselves available and receive the vaccination. And I want to say here that the vaccines that WHO has pre-qualified are safe, they are effective, and by the way, they are free. As expensive as research and development is in the area of vaccine production, we are getting these vaccines to the end user free of charge. The Nigerian government is paying for it, by the way. The donors right across the world are paying for it. But when it gets to the final recipient, it is free. So that's a huge, huge preparation. People are working every day to mobilize resources to ensure that these vaccines, if we need to pay for them where they are manufactured, that they are paid for and that they come into Nigeria. And so um, those are some of the things that we're doing. And then whatever barriers that might exist as to vaccine hesitancy or vaccine refusal, we are here talking about those things, communicating with the, with the people, trying to bring some enlightenment to ensure that that resistance is broken. So those are the preparations that we are making. And of course, even in the rollout of the, of the, of the, of the COVID-19 vaccine, um, we as partners working with government, we're also working with the communities to, to, to get them to be part of the decision-making process. The decision-making process is as in knowing that this vaccine is there and that there are people should receive them and that if their people are not receiving them that they should raise their voice and then action can be taken 
in that you know direction. Mm. Okay. All right, Doctor. It's good to hear that a lot has been put in place, and you know there is still more space and more things to be done ahead. But I think this is one of uh, a lot of. Uh, Concerns when it comes to COVID-19 vaccine. A lot of people want to know how safe this vaccine is. And another one is uh, what are the challenges that might affect vaccine distribution when it starts? Thank you very much. Let me begin with the issue of safety. Um, you know, the, the WHO works worldwide. is an arm of the United Nations. So what the WHO does is to safeguard the health of everybody, whether they are living in Europe, whether they are living in Africa, whether they are living in Asia. So whatever WHO does is for the common good because our vision is to ensure that people, generally wherever they may be, it doesn't matter how rich or how poor that they are, that they live a more healthier life. And in doing that, there is no segregation between somebody who is from a rich country and somebody who is from a poor country. So all that we do, all the advice that we give, everything that we do is centered around the human being. And so that being the case, the vaccine that is recommended for use is recommended for use all over the world. And so they cannot but be safe and effective. And I want to assure our people that they should not listen to rumors of the vaccine coming to harm people. No. The vaccine is safe and effective. And I want to say that when the vaccine rollout begins, that those who qualify, because you know there are there are criteria for who should first receive this vaccine, because the vaccine is not readily available everywhere. So we're talking about the frontline health workers who have, by the way, you know, been infected. They have endangered their life to save the lives of other people. So they should be protected. And then the the elderly, at least those from 65 and above, and particularly those who have comorbidities, comorbidities like heart disease, like hypertension, like renal disease, you know, so those are the ones that are also targeted to be protected first because this group of people have low immunity. Okay? Then, as time goes on, the, the, the age for the vaccination, I'm sure you know that it will be reduced so that more people, you know, will, will be vaccinated. Now, what are the challenges that we might face? Yes, logistics for vaccine distribution is, um, is a very challenging venture. Now, to take the vaccine from point A to point B, like we mentioned the, 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 the cold chain for the vaccine and distribution. Now, it's a challenge to ensure that that temperature recommended by the manufacturer to keep the vaccine potent is maintained. So what if um, where, you're, where you restore the vaccine that there is no power? Uh, that's, a, that's a major or challenge. Maybe, or, maybe, or maybe you have power. You, you could have, you could have, a, you could have a, a generator or something. And it breaks down. What do you do? Now, what if the the, the, the the vehicle you have to use from point A to point B breaks down on the way? What if you're distributing the vaccine and then the recipient at the other end is not on ground to receive this vaccine that you are distributing? 
So some of those challenges, we work to ensure that we overcome them. So in terms of power issues, we are recommending that there should be a shift from the regular um, power supply to solar supply. And this is what is happening in a lot of places. And in fact, um, currently, the partners um, working with government at the federal level is distributing new coaching equipment to the world's and health facilities. And these coaching equipment are solar-powered coaching equipment. So you don't need to have a generator even if you don't have public power supply. Your equipment is working and working perfectly. Do they get it down to states and also yeah. communities and all that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. In, the last, in the last two months, between December and January, more than more than 250 of such solar-powered um, um, coaching equipment have arrived in most states, and they have been deployed to the health facilities, by the way, in the, in the various wards of, of most states. I know of a certain health facility that had gotten this. You know, right? Yes, okay, yes, that's okay, good. Okay, yes, yes, quite a lot of them, you know, have been distributed and the distribution is still going on, you know, with the installation. Now, when it comes to um, transport logistics, if there is a breakdown, we have to act fast to make sure that you know, um, there is a replacement vehicle, things like that. And of course, making sure that even there is security where these vaccines are going to be stored. So, hmm. considering, considering the location of um, some of our health centers, mm-hmm. uh, we know how security is, is a very big challenge. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they are going to probably employ more people to ensure that the vaccines are safe? Okay, okay, let me say let me say this. You know the, the primary health care centers are located right next to the people, they are in the wards, they are in the communities. And what we do by way of security is to involve the, the communities in the management of those primary health care centers. So so the security you need is actually the people who who are in the catchment area of that health, particular health facility. So they know that it belongs to them. And they are able to protect it and ensure that that it is not taken away by anybody. Hmm. But there's, there's a major concern that uh, people who are already distributing vaccines are facing. That are like, I mean, countries that have gotten the vaccines already. I mean, why vaccine equity is an entire conversation uh, that we should we should also have. But then um, that concern is that you know these the, the vaccines are there, but they are not meeting up. Let's say they are supposed to finish um, rolling out or giving people jobs by let's say February ending, and they realize that by February ending they've not finished um, rolling out the vaccines and giving jobs to people. Do you mm-hmm. think that that might be a challenge for us here in Nigeria? Yes, as, as I said before, um, logistics, you know, has a lot of challenges, and I'm I'm happy you have actually, you know, said, you know, just to, just to just mention now. Because even in the developed countries, logistics is a challenge for them, okay? Because, um, I mean, they have projected that between, between, between this time and, say, next week, we are going to distribute this number of us, and they find out that they are not able to, 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 to do it. So it's because of a lot of challenges that you encounter in logistics, like I said. In the first place, is it, is it possible that the, the, the challenge could have come from the manufacturer? 
Because if the manufacturer has said, I'm going to produce X number of doses in one week, if it doesn't meet that target, then you cannot distribute even that target that you have or that you have actually set for yourself. Are you getting it? Now, what if the vaccine is produced and the means to get it from point A to point B is not there? Again, it's a challenge. You see, so so if they're having those challenges, even in developed countries, yes, we, we are we're also going to experience those challenges. But like I said, we are working and trying to see that whatever those challenges are, that they are minimized. All right. So we're going to, we've, we've noted our own concerns and, uh, you know, the concerns of, of, of the VHR as well. All right. So let's look at the concerns of the people. Right. Uh, we spoke to a few people on the streets and uh, we're also going to open the phone line so that if you're listening and you have a concern, you can share with us. Let me give you the phone number now so you can note it. It's 815 0815-050-1073. Or you can also drop your comment on our Facebook page, Darlin FM 1073. On the coronavirus vaccine, like what I had, do I have not seen yet, but what I saw on social media that some people took the vaccine and they start having a reaction on their body. So, you know, Nigerians and their things, sometimes they will not be right for what they are doing. They will be deceiving us. Other countries, they are receiving their vaccine. Some people say it's good in their body. Some people say they are having reaction. But here in Nigeria, we don't trust our government at all. Me in particular, I don't trust my government. So if this vaccine now they are talking about is real, we can take it. It's something that we can take and protect ourselves and protect our children, our friends and our family members. If the one in Nigeria here is real, we can take it because it's a vaccine that can protect us from the coronavirus because coronavirus is real and it is real. Anyway, I know that uh, COVID-19 is real, I know. But the vaccine of 18, I don't know, I don't know whether it is true that there is a vaccine for it. You understand? Uh, it's not in Nigeria now. Uh, it has not come to Nigeria for now. Uh, but we pray. If it is true that there is vaccine for it, uh, so if, if the vaccine comes, we will take it now. I'm not going to take it now if it should come because I've not yet seen that COVID is in Nigeria. I'm not interested in it. Well, I don't see the need of taking it. Well, the vaccine is good. Just that um, in Nigeria, too many things are not true. Because of lack of trust, uh, we don't trust the government. So we can't be so very sure that it's actually the vaccine. So to be on the safe side, let's keep managing the way we are, we have been doing. Me, the first question I'm asking myself is, do you real first? So if it's real, I'll try and protect myself. What I wanted to ask about the COVID-19 issue is that uh, since the federal government have not finally released the vaccine uh, to fight against the disease, I feel I'm expecting such. I see expecting such, but what I want to tell government is that they should look into the disease and take it a serious matter and make sure that the, the vaccine they promised to bring into the country, they fulfill their promise for the sake of the citizens. Uh, yeah, if actually I have to 
I take over the this thing, the fight against uh, COVID-19. Uh, um, um, actually, this uh, COVID-19 vaccine you are talking about, uh, yeah, we know that coronavirus is real, but uh, the vaccine itself, we don't know how effective the vaccine will look like. So people are right now scared. They don't know whether it is for real or it is fake. We're going to do it because we don't have options. Darling Clinic now. Now. So these are concerns, you know, from people and I think from everything is how real this is. That's number one. Number two is the issue of trust from the government. So that shows that WHO here in Nigeria and of course Ministry of Health, uh which other ones for the United everybody, even media will have a whole lot of work to do. And that's I think that we've started it already and that's why we need right now. But once Dr. Sebastian Opu to actually react to you know some of the concerns that uh, he has heard. Yeah, thank you very much Camille. Yes, those are real um, concerns, but I want to say to our people Ndimu, that number one COVID-19 is real quite a number of prominent people have died the information we get in the news, newspaper TV, radio news is not fabricated news if by chance, you do not know anybody who has tested positive for COVID-19. Please, do not say because you don't know anyone that COVID-19 is not real. COVID-19 is real. And it is killing people every day. Number two is that the vaccine against COVID-19 is part of the pandemic response to COVID-19. So the vaccine also is real. Since December that the vaccine was rolled out in Europe and America, and then hopefully we hope it comes to Africa, a number of people have completed the two doses prescribed, you know, for the vaccine to protect someone. And the reports that we have received so far are very, very encouraging. The vaccine cannot give you COVID-19. Instead, it will protect you against contracting COVID-19. And even if you contract COVID-19 after being vaccinated, it means that the disease will not be very serious in you as to get to the extent of you dying of COVID-19. The other thing I want to say is that a lot of people tell us that they don't trust government. But I want to tell our people that they should trust government. They should listen to what government is saying. They should also listen to the partners, the European partners that are working with government and what we are saying. They should also listen to the media. For instance, we are discussing this here. 
if COVID-19 was not real, I do not think that we would come to Darling FM and be discussing COVID-19. So the media is there doing a great job trying to find out whether COVID-19 is real or not. And Camilla, I, I, I'm sure you have convinced yourself that COVID-19 is real. Of course, I met And I also met with some heroes. I met some heroes. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, exactly. The other time we had, we had the heroes and heroines oh. that we had a meeting, you were there, Camille. Yeah. And then people that tested positive for COVID-19 and some came down with symptoms and survived it. They were there. And they told us their stories, how they contracted it, what they felt, and some of them were, 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 were afraid that they might die. But they were grateful in the end that they actually survived it. So COVID-19, my dear people, is real. And there are things that we can do to protect ourselves against COVID-19. If you will permit me, I know we are talking about vaccines, but those things are the things we call the non-pharmaceutical measures, which everybody can do. Number one, when you are out there in the public, maintain a social distance of one to two meters between you and the next person. Always wear your face mask, not a chain mask or a mask you put in your pocket. When you see the police, you bring it out and then you just make sure it covers both your nose and your mouth. Now, when you sneeze or cough, maintain coughing etiquette. Use a disposable tissue or you you crook your you crook your elbow and, and sneeze or cough into your elbow. Wash your hands with water and soap frequently. Use alcohol-based hand sanitizer. If you don't need to go out, we recommend also that you stay at home. Then if you get sick, and talking about getting sick now, please permit me to say this. My people, the the symptoms of COVID-19. The way you can read it in a book or on social media, it's not exactly how it appears on those who are COVID-19 positive. Because if you're thinking of maybe it, because it tells you you're going to have fever, you're going to have um, shortness of breath, you're going to be having cough and all that, there are people whom you see, they're walking about and they tell you, oh, I'm just like feeling weak. Yeah, I just had this headache, it comes and goes. My fever is not is not is not is not so much. But some of them have been tested and they came out COVID-19 positive. And some of them have actually, you know, just suddenly dropped dead. And you start wondering, oh, this person I saw a couple of hours ago, how come that the person was dead? And post-mortem test and all that proved that it was actually COVID-19. So my people, COVID-19 is real. Let's maintain our social distancing. Let's observe all those measures that will keep us from, from being infected with COVID-19 and get ready for the vaccine when it comes to receive it. Thank uh -huh. you. Health News in 60 Seconds. England is making plans to ease lockdowns by June if strict conditions are met. Boris Johnson has outlined a strategy that could see restrictions lifted by 21st June. Ghana becomes the first African country to receive COVID-19 vaccines from the COVAX facility. 600,000 Oxford AstraZeneca doses arrived in Accra this morning. 
The executive director of National Primary Healthcare Development Agency, Dr. Faisal Shoaib, says 4 million out of 16 million doses of AstraZeneca vaccine will arrive in the first batch of supplies to the country. In Imo State, the state, the state has recorded a total number of 1,440 COVID-19 cases with a number of active cases, 236. Number of tests conducted, 25,749. Number of deaths, 28. Health news in 60 seconds. We are b- 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 back to the program. You are listening yeah. to the Darling Clinic. Darling Clinic now. Now. <laughs> Continue shortly to the program. Darling Clinic now. Now. Talking about vaccines, let me say this. A vaccine is is a foreign agent that is introduced into the body of somebody, of an individual, that initiates what we call the antigen-antibody reaction, you know, um, leading to protecting that person against a disease that they have been vaccinated against. So that is basically what vaccines do. Now, the, the vaccine against COVID-19 when it's introduced into the human being, will initiate this reaction in the person's body and and more or less instruct or prime the body to realize the COVID-19 virus when the person comes in contact with it. And because the body has already been primed to, to defend itself against COVID-19, so when the COVID-19 virus, when the person comes in contact with the COVID-19 virus, the person will not come down with the disease. Again, um, talking about vaccine reactions, vaccine reactions are few indeed. Generally, vaccines are safe because before they are rolled out to be used in human beings, there's a lot of safety studies. There are a lot of trials with the vaccines in living individuals to see what the reactions are to find out what the reactions you know how they are caused and to be able to remove you know those reactions to ensure that when we take them that we are generally generally safe 
So talking about reactions, there are few. Um, the COVID-19 vaccine is not um, is not like is it it is a special special um, vaccine. It is special in the sense that it is the vaccine against COVID-19. But we have been using other vaccines against some other diseases, and um, the reactions to those vaccines have been very very few. And I do not want to dwell on yeah. on on what those uh, reactions are. But I want to talk about the mild ones. For instance, when somebody takes a vaccine that is an injectable, you could have pain at the site of injection. You could have some heaviness around the muscles in that area. You could have redness. Sometimes you could even have maybe looks like there's going to be some itching or something like that. You know, and this resolve over a couple of hours, over a couple of days. And even in children. Those vaccines sometimes give them fever and the mothers are alarmed. And why is this baby having fever? Is it because of the vaccine? It is because the vaccine, like we used to say in common language, the vaccine is working. Mm. That's why that fever, you know, so the child is protected. Yeah. But this subside within 24, 48 hours. Yeah, we very serious reactions, like the anaphylactic reactions and all that, are indeed rare. But then there is a small percentage of individuals who may react to one of the components of the vaccine itself. You know? oh. And then those um, individuals are advised not to take subsequent doses of those vaccines to which they have had such such a reaction. But that, in fact, is very, very rare. So vaccines are safe. That is what I want to say. Okay, so um, like we told you, this is a series and uh, it continues next week. Mm -hmm. And we told you that we are getting, we are compiling experiences from Nigerians who are living in the abroad who have already taken the vaccine. So they will share with us. My friends, okay, we can get from yes, and 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 they're all alive and they're encouraging. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we are going to play them for you on the show next week. uh, So you can also ask uh, more questions. We really appreciate you Dr. Sebastian Oku uh, for joining us. He's uh, the uh, WHO state coordinator here in Imo State and uh, for you who are tuned in and asked questions, thank you so much if you have more questions, we'll answer all of them next week Certified, Camille is my name. My name is Cassie, the radio diva PG News is at 12. Yeah, thank you very much Camille and Cassie Don't stop, baby, yes, indeed. Bring it here, baby, that's for me. Now-